Hi, welcome back. This is uh, this is a lotus. Well, it's a crystal lotus. I uh, it was a birthday gift from me to my wife Priyal. Isn't that nice? Really catches the light rays and kind of sends them all over the room, especially sunlight. Anyhow, I thought it would be appropriate to have it present since we are reading the Lotus Sutra. If this is your first time seeing me, click here instead. Start with episode one of the Dhammapada if you want to take my recommendation. Um, if you definitely are here for the Lotus Sutra, but you'd like to start at the beginning, then click here with episode one of the Lotus Sutra. And so I will jump right in as promised because I did a lot of talking last time. All right. <clears throat> Those even, whether men or boys, who during, oh, sorry, okay, who during the lesson or in play, by way of amusement, made upon the walls such images with the nail or piece of wood, have all of them reached enlightenment, images of the Buddha. They have become compassionate and by rousing many bodhisattvas, have served kotis of creatures. Those who offered flowers and perfumes to the relics of the tatagatas, the stupas, a mound of earth, images of clay or drawn on a wall, who caused musical instruments, drums, conch, trumpets, and noisy great drums to be played, like the beginning of the episode, Ooh, am I included in that for putting it on my YouTube? I'll just assume not. Okay, <clears throat> sorry. Mm-hmm. All right, he's selling something. Anyway. Uh, and raised the rattle of symbols, spelled T-Y-M, uh, typos in this version, at such places in order to celebrate the highest enlightenment, who caused sweet lutes, symbols, Tabers, small drums, reed pipes, flutes of Econada or sugarcane to be made, have all of them reached enlightenment. Those who celebrate the Sugatas made thoughts, one, who celebrate the Sugatas made thoughts, one shall in course of time see Kotis of Buddhas. That's a lot. Kotis is a lot. Uh, they have all of them reached enlightenment by paying various kinds of worship to the relics. Uh, excuse me, by paying, I'm losing my place here, a little bit of dyslexia. By paying very, I mean, my dad had it, I, maybe I don't. My, my wife doesn't appreciate it when I say that I'm dyslexic, but I don't know, I might be. How to deal with these shadows? All right, <clears throat> it would explain the words moving around on the page. All right, uh, da, 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 da. how are you guys? Are you good? I'm, maybe I'm overcompensating by not talking at all, uh, but I, I talked through and through the entire 34 minutes. I think I read one minute of, of Lotus Sutra, so anyway. <clears throat> 
Okay, by paying various kinds of worship to the relics of the Sugatas, by doing but a little for the relics, by making resound were it but a single musical instrument, or by worshiping were it but with a single flower. All right. By drawing on a wall the images of the stupas, by doing worship, were it even with distracted thoughts. One shall, in course of time, see Kotis of Buddhas. I think that's kind of the key, because he's talking about if a little kid made a little stupa, you know, eons ago, by now he's enlightened. I think that's what he's saying. I'm just guessing. Uh, those who, when in presence of a stupa, have offered their reverential salutation, be it in a complete form or merely joining the hands, who were it but for a single moment bent their head or body. If I'm not mistaken, the complete form is when you bring your hands to your forehead, your lips, your heart, bow down, and then like lay down forward, stretching your legs entirely forward, and then come back and then raise back up. I saw a lot of people doing that at Bodhanath Stupa. I was like, hmm, okay, I guess that's a thing. All right. Uh, da, da, da. And who at stupas containing relics have one single time said, homage be to Buddha. Albeit they did it with distracted thoughts and have attained, all have attained superior enlightenment. The creatures who in the days of those Sugatas, whether already extinct or still in existence, by the way, that was, uh, we open with Heart Sutra, the, the, dun, 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 the, the drums and the Mahahanyaharamita uh, Shingyo, uh, and then I went into the uh, Oh, it starts with an N. Sorry, the uh, that version of the the, the, the prayer Namum Yoho Renge Kyo or Nam Yoho Renge Kyo as it's been popularized around the world, um, which is you know I dedicate myself to the Lotus Sutra, something close to that. Uh, so going from heart to lotus, kind of interesting. Two different sutras. From what I understand, the Heart Sutra came later. It's uh, it's there on the shelf. We've, we've got a few books to go before we get to it. Yeah, it's like pretty far this way, actually. Um, but the shortened version is the one that they chant in you know all languages, from Sanskrit to to you know Thai and Chinese and Japanese and so on. And uh, I really liked the uh, the Japanese version um, that was translated back when uh, Kobodayashi was a young monk and he was hanging out with Bodhisena and uh, the others there in um, Nauru. And using Sanskrit, they developed an early phonetic Japanese alphabet uh, to translate, you know, the sutras. And one of the things that they translated was the Heart Sutra. So it became, you know, then Kobodayashi went on and created, well, he went to China and brought back Vajrayana. I have a sneaking suspicion he met with my friend uh, Vimala Mitra over there. Um, anyway, that, that statue is a thousand years old, actually, and used to, used to contain my dad's ashes. That wasn't my idea. My stepmom did that. But anyway, um, 
What am I talking about? Good question. So, so yeah, so, so in Shingon, because Kobodayashi was there as a younger man, when they translated it, he chants it in Shingon, and it's also chanted in many, many other forms of Japanese Buddhism, uh, and even Zen Buddhism, and they're really not into chanting much at all. They'll chant the Fukan Zazengi, which is the letter that, it's like a short page and a half or two pages that uh, Ehe Dogen wrote when after his experience he spent three or four years in uh, a Soto uh, temple in China and uh, it's the one where he talks about that the even the image of one sitting in full lotus position makes the king of demons afraid how much more so will you when you are sitting in perfect lotus position that inspired me to do lotus position, which I couldn't do. I was not flexible. So I started doing yoga in the fire escape at work during the lunch breaks. Just 100% so that I could do lotus position. So that I could... Because I was inspired by Dogen and Fukan Zazenki as well as uh, Shobogenzo. Into that Zen thing um, for you Tron fans. My Zen thing. You're messing with my Zen thing. Um... So anyway, so yeah, in Zen, because Heart Sutra is so right to the heart, as far as they see it, of, of the essence of the wisdom of Buddhism and uh, the, the shortened version of, of the Heart Sutra, that book is very long. I, I haven't read it yet, so we'll get to it, you know, in a few years. I, I, there's a few books to get to, as I mentioned before that, um, but the, the Japanese version I, I really liked. So I took the time and put in the effort and worked daily to memorize it. Uh, I won't perform, you know, you might have heard me do a little bit on in an earlier episode. Uh, but then I ended up meeting a, a, a man in South Africa uh, who has an interesting organization there. And he had actually um, spent time in, he's an African man, not like an Afrikaans man. He's not like of Dutch descent. He's of African. He's, you know, uh, from Congo and, and other places, uh, but living in South Africa. Anyway, he, uh, in fact... Check out that episode if you are curious about him and, and uh, what I'm talking about. He, among other things that I also was familiar with, he likes to chant that every day, I think. He does it every day, at least once a week. Uh, he performs the Japanese version of the Hanya Shingyo, or the Heart of Great Wisdom uh, Sutra chant. And so that was a very interesting thing to have in common. And uh, so I went and spent some time with him. And if you want to listen to the conversation we had when I was spending 10 days with him in uh, South Africa a few years ago, you're free to do so after this, of course. I said I wasn't going to talk so much, so let me get back to it. I just wanted to mention we went from heart to lotus sort of backwards in time, as far as I know. All right. <clears throat> Doobly-doo. Those who offered flowers and perfumes. Have I said this already? Uh, who caused lutes? Yes, I have said this already. Uh, the creatures who... Uh, Kodis of Buddhas. Those who, when in the presence of a stupa... We already read that too. And who at stupas containing relics have one single time said, yes, we've read that too. The creatures who, in the days of those sugatas, whether already extinct or still in existence, have heard no more than the name of the law, the name of the Dharma, have all of them reached enlightenment. Many Kodis of future Buddhas... Beyond imagination and measure shall likewise reveal this device as jinas and supreme lords. 
endless shall. Do you guys know about King Ashok? He built a lot of stupas. He, he's probably responsible for the fact that you and I have heard of Buddhism. Uh, he's the one who built the original, the, if you've been to Lumini, where the Buddha was born, if you've been on that pilgrimage, that the ancient ruins of the temple there, that was built by King Ashok. He conquered, like most of India, he conquered a lot of land and then sort of felt bad about it. There's a movie about it. You can see the trailer here, uh, and we can watch it with English subtitles. Um, you know, that's a sort of fictionalized version of the story, but if you're interested, you can watch his life story. Uh, he was a famous, devout Buddhist Indian king who commissioned the, uh, many, many stupas to be built across India, probably before, by three or 400 years before this was written, and as far as I know, they were kind of among the first stupas, speaking historically, but kind of backing up into sort of an astral space in which the Buddha is talking here, literally, you know, the Buddha is speaking about the stupas built in ancient times to ancient Buddhas. Maybe those stupas aren't around anymore, or maybe that's actually what those ziggurats and uh, the, the pyramids, the Mayan pyramids and stuff actually turned out that they were built to Buddhas. Eh, you know, I mean, it, it, a lot of people have a lot of interpretations. People say that, some people say that uh, Jesus, you know, Christianity, uh, you've probably heard of it. They did a lot of door-to-door uh, -door, uh, work. But anyway, um, uh, Amogasidi, I was stalling while I tried to remember his name. The, uh, the Buddha yet to come, or so he was called at one time. Um, some, people, some people believe that that future Buddha was actually... Jesus and that he he already came and he had to change his message in order to talk to a different group of people so yeah I mean just food for thought I don't know uh, hopefully it, hopefully that doesn't offend anyone okay mm-hmm I personally am offended by how how often I'm interrupting my own reading stop interrupting me me uh, all right Many future to do endless, endless shall be the skillfulness of these leaders of the world. You see, the scientist in me is like, well, yeah, but the, surely the heat death of the universe is going to end it, right? It, you can't have infinity Buddhas, right? You know, I mean, nine, ninety, what is it? Ninety billion light years across. Well, the visible part of the 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 known part of the of the universe. You know, okay, maybe it's infinite. Maybe it's infinite, and maybe they're wrong about the the expansion and the big chill and the the uh, the big rip. No, probably not the big rip. Probably just the fizzling out into uh, protons eventually falling apart. So I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm I'm not in the right headspace. I I'll, let me get back into. All right, okay. Just gonna go with this. Get out of your head, Ed. Mm -hmm. Endless, without end, uh, shall be the skillfulness of these leaders. Oh, not endless Buddhas, endless skillfulness. All right. Still, the human brain, okay, I won't go into it, uh, of these leaders of the world, by which they shall educate kotis of beings to that Buddha knowledge, which is free from imperfection. Free from Imperf it's perfect. All right, math. Okay, never has there been any being who, after hearing the Dharma of those 
leaders, in parentheses, shall not become Buddha. For this is the fixed vow of the Tathagatas. Let me, by accomplishing my course of duty, lead others to enlightenment. They are to expound in future days many thousand kotis of heads of the Dharma in their Tathagata ship. Tathagata ship. All right. Well, there's a word. Uh, they shall teach the law by showing the sole vehicle before mentioned. I always love when, they, when people say like giburic, uh, like casually giburic. Oh, you're really just going to casually stick a Greek suffix on a Hebrew word like that? All right. Tatagata ship, is it? All right. Ship, ship, is that, that's, that's English, right? Or is that French? Um, they put a bunch of French in English a thousand years ago, so sometimes English is French. What can you do? Their ch was ch, the, they being the French. It was ch a thousand years ago. And then like a few hundred years ago, it was sh. So the words in English that sound like ch, like Charles, um, that, that came from France a thousand years ago. And then world, words like Charlemagne are the, you know, the, the ch of the French more recently. And then just to finish the thought, the ch that has a hard k sound, that was the Romans translating uh, Greek, transliterating phonetically. Um, I forget what letter it was, but it was it's, it's like a soft k. So they did, okay, C with an H just to show that it's a soft k. So chrome, for, for instance, C-H-R-O-M-E. So that's why it's very, very confusing learning English because C-H, usually it's ch, sometimes it's k, sometimes it's sh. But the reason for it is as interesting as like the layers of sedimentary rock on the side of a a mountain that's just been blown up by dynamite. In other words, it's not interesting at all unless you're the sort of weird person who's interested in things like that. All right. <clears throat> okay. Let's see if we can find where we were. <laughs> Sweeping the clouds. Okay. Uh, right. They are to expound in future days. Tathagata ship. They shall lead the Dharma by showing the sole vehicle before mentioned, the Buddha vehicle. So there aren't three vehicles. There's one vehicle. But in his skillful means, the Buddha presents three vehicles during the really messed up uh, age so that people can choose which vehicle they like better. But eventually they come to find out that there is only one vehicle, not three. Right? You with me? All right. Mm -hmm. I once asked, asked a, uh, a Tibetan monk in uh, Nepal if they recite the Lotus Sutra. And he said, well, sometimes if people request it, we'll recite it. So, no, not really. <laughs> so they... They're not into this hole. There aren't really three vehicles. They're like, we're the Vajrayana. It's the lightning path. Not the Mahayana, not the Hinayana. People say Hinayana in the Vajrayana and the Mahayana as if they, they've just forgotten that it's a rude thing to say. Um, and there, there's not that many like Theravada people to represent and like take up a petition and say, stop calling us Hinayana. But uh, anyway. All right. Uh, if you're um, Theravada, do comment below. Just say hi. All right. If you'd like.
you know, no, no, uh, no pressure, no attachment, right? No clinging. You guys hear that? All right. Mm -hmm. The line of the law, the line of the Dharma, forms an unbroken continuity, and the nature of its properties is always manifest. Knowing this, the Buddhas, the highest of men, shall reveal this single vehicle. They shall reveal the stability of the Dharma, the law it says here, but I'm changing it to Dharma because I think that's what they translated into law. It's being subjected to fixed rules. It's unshakable, it's unshakable perpetuity in the world. The awakening of the Buddhas on the elevated terrace of the earth, their skillfulness. In all directions of space are standing Buddhas like sand of the Ganga, or Ganges, if you will, uh, honored by gods and men. These also do for the wheel of all beings in the world expound superior enlightenment. That's W-E-A-L. All right. Sometimes there's typos. Uh, all right. Or maybe it's like one of those words that, you know, it's, it's an English word, but it's like not used uh, as much in modern English. But when people are translating these documents and they're not all that familiar with modern English, then they just sort of say, oh, this is a good word. Oh, that's the perfect word. Like uh, when you're reading, you know, the King James Version of the Bible, there's a lot of words that you don't say, you know, in day-to-day -day conversation, right? That's why it's like biblical. There's biblical Hebrew and conversational Hebrew, and they're different too. Okay, where where is the wheel? The wheel. See, I have to find my honk. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, okay. Expound superior enlightenment. Those Buddhas, while manifesting skillfulness, display various vehicles, though, though at the same time indicating the one single vehicle, the supreme place of blessed rest. You see, that's kind of where, you know, that theory about Jesus kind of becomes interesting because is Christianity the skillful means of Buddha Jesus to create a vehicle called Christianity to, in the end, draw them toward the Buddha vehicle. If you're offended, comment below. Okay, do-do-do, uh, uh, skillfulness displayed through various vehicles, though at the same time indicating the one single vehicle, the supreme place of blessed rest. Vias actions, that's R-E-S-T period V-I-O-U-S actions the supreme place of blessed restvious actions. It's a mystery. I don't know what it's supposed to say. Uh, yeah, the typos are pretty bad. There's a lot of one-star reviews that mention that in, in the Amazon um, of this version of the Lotus Sutra. Don't get this version of the Lotus Get a different one. <clears throat> uh, with due regard to their strenuousness and vigor, as well as their inclination, the Buddhas impart their lights to them. Acquainted as they are with the conduct of all mortals, with their peculiar dispositions and previous actions, 
Maybe particular? Peculiar. Hmm. Peculiar. With uh, due regard to their strenuousness and vigor, as well as their inclination, the Buddhas impart their lights to them. By dint of knowledge, the leaders produce many illustrations, arguments and reasons, and considering how the creatures have various inclinations, they impart various directions. And myself also, the leader of the chief genas, am now manifesting for the wheel of creatures now living, this Buddha enlightenment by thousands of kotis of various directions. I reveal the law in its multifariousness with regard to the inclinations and dispositions of creatures. I use different means to rouse each according to his own character. Such is the might of my knowledge. I likewise see the poor wretches deficient in wisdom and conduct lapsed into the mundane whirl, retained in dismal places, plunged in affliction, incessantly renewed. It's a funny mental image. Plunged in affliction. I think of a plunger. Plunged. Ah, never mind. It's not what they meant, obviously. Uh, fettered as they are by desire, like the yak by its tail. Continually blinded by sensual pleasure, they do not seek the Buddha, the mighty one. They do not seek the law that leads to the end of pain. Staying in the six states of existence, they are benumbered in their senses. Stick unmoved to the low views and suffer pain on pain. For those, I feel great compassion. On the Terrace of Enlightenment, I have remained three weeks in full, searching and pondering on such a matter, steadily looking up to the tree there standing. It was a Bodhi tree, wasn't it, right? Okay. Uh, keeping it, the, by the way, Bodhi trees here in India, they just grow everywhere. It's like not even a big deal. It's like, oh yeah, there's a Bodhi tree, there's a Bodhi, they're just, you know. I, uh, I planted one for my dad in, in our mutual old high school, but I didn't put a plaque. So after like 20 years, they just were like, ah, let's tear this tree down. We want to put some cement here. Meh. Stupid. Anyway, Flint Ridge Preparatory School. That's what I'm calling stupid right now. Uh, no, they're, they're good. It's a good school. You can send your kid there if you can afford it. We had financial aid because my dad went there. Anyway. <clears throat> they ended that though. You can't just get in because you're, you know, because your dad went there anymore. Now you have to prove yourself. So they don't let dummies like me in anymore. All right. Doop de doo. Uh, for them, I feel great compassion. Skip a bit, brother Maynard. On the terrace of enlightenment. Yes, yes, yes. We already did that. Keeping in view that king of trees with. Anu wavering, uh, maybe unwavering. It says A N U N W A V E R I N G. Let's pretend that that's a word. Ununwavering gaze with N unwavering gaze. Oh, there's some space missing. There should be a space between N and unwavering. Got it. Okay, let's start at the beginning. Keeping in view that king of trees with an unwavering gaze. 
I, that's G-A-Z-E, uh, I walked round at its foot thinking, this law, this dharma is wonderful and lofty, whereas creatures are blind with dullness and ignorance. Then it was that Brahma entreated me, and so did Indra, the four rulers of the cardinal points, Mahasvara, Ishvara, we were married at an Ishvara temple down in Tamil Nadu, uh, and the hosts of Maruts by thousands of Kotis, all stood and joined hands, and respectful, while myself was revolting, revolving, revolving, not revolting, was revolving the matter in my mind, and thought, and thought in parentheses, uh, what shall I do? That's not in parentheses. At the very time that I am uttering syllables, beings are oppressed with evils. In their ignorance, they will not heed the dharma I announce. And in consequence of it, they will incur some penalty. That's spelled N-C-U-R. Just, you know, typos. Okay. It would be better were I never to speak. May my quiet extinction take place this very day. Dark night of the soul. Everybody goes through it. Have you guys seen uh, Little Buddha? Keanu Reeves as Buddha. You have to see it. It's worth sitting through the hour of that little blonde kid and his mom, uh, Bridget Fonda. Uh, it's worth it for the Keanu Reeves parts. Little Buddha, you got to see it. Here's the trailer. I hope I didn't max out my five... Um, cards. Cards. Those are called cards. If you're a fellow YouTube content creator, then you know that. And if you're not, then now you do. Okay. Uh, so where, where were we? Keanu Buddha. Oh, and Keanu, when he was, uh, when he was a prince in, in the flashback scenes where they show the life of the Buddha, the parts where he's like in the, you know, his like royal place in apparently Lumini, um, they shot that in Bhaktipur, Nepal. So if you ever plan on going to Nepal, make sure you go to Bhaktapur and go to the uh, the bath. You know, they, back in the day, the bath, it's like a giant swimming pool, but it's more beautiful. Um, right next to the Golden Temple, uh, not to be confused with the many other Golden Temples around the world. It's not a Sikh thing. In this case, it's the place where an ancient king touched a goddess he wasn't supposed to. And then she vanished from the world. And as a result... They have to, this is their words, it's, you can look it up on Wikipedia, they have to have a prepubescent girl uh, take on the role of goddess all the time, forever and ever. So that's the Kumari, not to be confused with Kumare, and if I haven't maxed out my cards, Kumari is up here. Uh, so that's just brilliant. Um, if you didn't see anything, that's because I already used five cards, I wasn't counting. But Kumari is different. There's more than one Kumari, but there's the famous one in Kathmandu. Um, right now, I think she must be about, let's see, uh, eight. So she'll probably be there for a few more years. Basically, when they have their first period, then they're no longer a living goddess. And then they have to go just be normal and go to school. And there's no like, you know, I, it must be weird. There was a documentary talking about... Um, how uh, it, the one from the 1990s was adjusting well, and she's fine. Fine, it's fine. I mean, it's 
weird to be worshipped from the time you're three until you're 11 or 12 and then one day be like oh okay you're not a goddess anymore now you're a woman go to school be a person be normal and then a three-year-old takes your place and everybody's worshiping her instead a little odd i mean by the standards of anyone outside of nepal i guess um i don't know a little odd right is it odd or am i am i maybe i'm odd I know I'm odd. All right, you know, I've gone over the 30-minute mark. Let me just finish a sentence. Let me find a sentence and finish it. Uh, I don't know where we are. Amen? Amen? What? What is that a translation for? Probably Svaha, uh, right? Which is like the, the wife of Indra. Or the wife of, no, the wife of, uh, who's fire? Oh, oh, she'd know. Um, it's the first, the first poem in... Uh, the Rig Veda. Hmm. I know some of you. Agni. Agni's wife. So so it's a traditional in, in, you know, what they now call Hinduism, which is kind of a recent term for the, uh, the practices, the religion and philosophy of uh, the land sort of known as India and surrounding areas. It, you know, it's sort of not very well defined. But anyway, um, yeah, it became common practice to honor the wife of fire, the wife of Agni, uh, Svaha. I'm probably not pronouncing it right. And uh, it got picked up in Buddhism. So even at the end of, in the Japanese version too, uh, Sawaha, that's the how the Hanya Shingyo ends, Sawaha. That's a reference to the wife of fire. Cool, right? <coughs> anyway. Okay, so I swear I'm going to find something and I'm going to finish it and then we're going to end with that. Um, their ignorance may not heed. Uttering syllables. Uh, walked around on foot thinking with... Uh, yeah, this law is... Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uttering syllables in their ignorance. They may my extinction take place this very day. Okay, so he was having a dark night of the soul. But on remembering the former Buddhas... And their skillfulness, I, the Buddha, not me, thought, nay, 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 uh, I, I also will manifest this tripartite, this tripartite, T-R-I-P-A-R-T-I-T-E. I just didn't study very well in school, I guess. This tripartite Buddha enlightenment. I too will. Well, he, that's good for us, right? I mean, who knows if we would have gotten, you know, the the Buddha wisdom if if that particular Buddha hadn't, uh, you know, decided to share what he experienced with others, which he started doing according to tradition in um, Sarnath. Uh, all right. So, thank you all for tuning in. We're at 35 minutes. Went a little over. Hope you don't mind. And I will close with the prayer that my father and I used to pray. In the morning, to the north and to the south, to the east and to the west, to the spirits of light among us, and to the spirits below, we send out our reverent love and compassion. May all beings be happy. May all beings be serene. May all beings be in peace. Oh.